Joining us right now on the phone is former city council president and just current city council member at large, I guess we would call him now, Pat Davis. Pat, how are you, sir? I'm good. That's just regular old city councilor. I, I've been regular. Worse. We'll take that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I love uh, I love radio because if you ever, ever get anything, I didn't know you weren't the city council president anymore. If you ever get anything wrong, somebody will always call and correct you immediately. Immediately we well, got calls. I, I got to tell you, as many times as I've been on uh, on KKOB lately, uh, people call and correct what I say all the time. So <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. So how's it going, man? How are uh, how are things down at the hall? Uh, it's great. I'm actually uh, coming to you live from beautiful, sunny downtown Knob Hill, uh, where there are lots of patios open. People, restaurants are back open. There's room for you to do your happy hour today. Come support some small businesses when you get off the air and bring a bunch of folks with you. Yeah, we actually, uh, uh, one of my businesses that I have, we have, uh, we're in downtown and we have the, we, I just call it the El Rey complex, but we have yeah. the old Golden West Saloon, which is an outdoor concert venue. And so we were actually able to open back up and I'll tell you what, people were really, really excited to just come out and sit down and, you know, drink a beer and listen to some, some music piped in over the speakers and, and just have the sun shining on their face. So it's good to see people start to get out again and, and they're very excited about it. It, it totally is. And, uh, and, let, and take a really quick news break and say, uh, you know, we put out some guidance from the cities today. People are saying, when can we get to green? When can our restaurants we open? And uh, as it happens, even though lots of us are vaccinated and can start being out, uh, we're taking a step backwards in the last couple of weeks. We've seen our number of cases rise. We've seen our hospitalizations rise. And so we're really telling people, like, if you're vaccinated, it's great to get out. If you're not, go get your vaccine so that you can help these small businesses get back to work. Um, it's another two weeks now that they have to wait uh, in order to get open because we are, still have a bunch of folks that aren't participating. We just need them to do that. If for nothing else, do it for the folks that want to reopen and get back to work. Yeah, you know, I was driving today, <clears throat> excuse me, and I saw a billboard that said 1.66 million doses of vaccine have been distributed and given here in New Mexico. So, I mean, and I'm sure some of those are double doses, you know, like the uh, Pfizer, like I got the double dose of the Pfizer. Um, so, but I, I'm sure that probably, what, do we know what percentage of the state is actually vaccinated? Is that information that you know, just out of curiosity? It is. Yeah, you can check it online at the Department of Health. They update it every morning about 8 o'clock. Uh, this morning when I looked, uh, about 55% of the state has at least one vaccine, and we're, uh, we're just around 40% of adults who have both. So we are leading the country first in the nation to, to hit that 50% mark with at least one. So, uh, you know, I think no matter what you think and whether you want to agree or disagree or, or about how the, the governor and, uh, implemented all the, the shutdowns and the reopening, we have to agree that for folks that want to get a vaccine, it's good to be in New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, I wanted to talk to you today, and thanks for carving out some time for us today. I wanted to talk to you just and kind of just do a little checkup on the city of Albuquerque and kind of, you know, pick your brain on a couple of things. I mean, obviously there's... Yeah. You know, the COVID stuff happening and, and reopening and, and which way we're going. Um, you know, I wanted to talk to you about the homeless stuff uh, just because I know that that new uh, what's that new facility over off of Gibson? Is is it the old uh, Loveless? Is that what it is? It is. the old, Yeah. Lots of folks in Albuquerque remember uh, having their kids there, going to visit uh, sick relatives there. But it's the old Loveless Hospital uh, on Gibson and San Mateo by the VA. 
Yeah. Yeah. What's going on with that? Because I know that there was kind of an outcry as far as like some of the businesses over there were kind of <clears throat> you know, making a little bit of a stink about it. Uh, what, what's going on with that? And what's the timeline for that? It's a great question. Look, as far as I'm concerned, uh, and as far as a lot of people are concerned, um, we would love to see the city do more about homelessness over the last few years. Um, but there's been a lot of planning in order not to just spend a bunch of money uh, without a plan. So voters approved a $14 million on the bond cycle a year ago to help us buy or rehab a facility. And ultimately, we picked the old Gibbs, uh, Loveless Hospital on Gibson as the first uh, homeless gateway center. And, and what that really means is it's not a shelter. It means it's a process. It means that a handful of people at a time are going to get matched to a caseworker and a social worker who are going to help them get their paperwork together resolve some of their uh, coexisting issues and put them in line to get long-term permanent supportive housing. Um, it's different than like our West Side shelter where we just have people give them a safe place to, to bed down at night and send them back out on the street. Uh, this is intensive case management. And so it's the first one uh, demonstration that we're going to do. We believe that'll start in July. But as you pointed out, um, I think one of the challenges is that the administration and the mayor, and this is uh, where we sort of disagreed, sort of announced very early that they wanted to serve 150 people there in the first year. And I think that scared a lot of neighborhoods. Um, and I live in that neighborhood. I live, I can see the hospital from my house. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think that scared a lot of us that if you drop off 150 people in one day on the front door, we're just going to create a big problem. But that's not the, the direction we're going. We're trying to figure out how many we can help at a time. But uh, I think we'll find a good answer for that, and the mayor's done a good job of, of trying to get back to the neighborhoods, have meetings, and figure that out. But I think we'll start helping people in July. Okay, good, 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 good. Where are you? Uh, are you? Are you? Which patty are you going to down in Knob Hill today? <laughs> you know, I uh, in my day job, I run the the papers, kind of the new alibi, right? Uh, and we're right next door to Geckos. They uh, so as soon as we get the paper out for today, we're going to have a little staff meeting there. So come join us. What's What's it called? It's called the. It's just called The Paper. Uh, it's called The Paper? A, yeah, you can get it at abq.news. It comes out every Wednesday uh, in print, just like the old alibi, and then every day by email. Oh, cool. I didn't even know it was there. I'm going to have to start subscribing to it. I was just sad that the alibi was gone, and now I have something to read again. Good. That's great yeah, news. We, uh, so. you know, when they went out of business, we, uh, we brought all their staff over. We, uh, we picked up where they left off to be sure Albuquerque still had a way to figure out, you know, all the cool restaurants, all the events and activities, and, and a little more local news. So it's kind of a fun deal uh, for folks to, to pick back up as businesses open again. Oh, very cool. Okay. All right. Well, let's hop back into the city stuff. Um, so we have an election coming up. Do, so is the is the next city council election or the so which which cycle are we in? This is the it goes every two every is it two years or? It is. Uh, yep. The mayor and city councilors are on four year cycles, but it's split in half. So this cycle is the big one. Next November, we're going to uh, elect our next mayor and five of our nine city councilors. And we have two city councilors that are retiring. So we know we're going to get some new faces. Uh, you know, and then, of course, the big ticket is the mayor's up for reelection and and whether he'll be able to keep that seat or one of these uh, these challengers will uh, will knock him off. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I saw. Uh, so Manny, Sheriff Manny, Bernalillo County Sheriff Manny has has uh, thrown his hat in the ring. He's going to step in and and run. I believe that there's another gentleman, uh, radio broadcaster that's going to be running. Um, if you were a betting man, Pat. Where would you land on this right now? Because I I I kind of wonder with certain elected officials 
uh, and, and I'm not speaking just about New Mexico, I'm speaking, or Albuquerque, I'm speaking kind of in general, um, with everything that's happened with pandemics, shut down, um, you know, focusing on Albuquerque with the crime rate, uh, do you think, if you were a betting man, what, what, would you, what odds would you give uh, Mayor Keller as holding on to that seat? Because I think he ran on a, I think one of his main platforms was, was crime in Albuquerque. And, um, you know, it's, well, it's not really going well. Yeah. Well, and for good reason, right? I ran for the city council. I was a former police officer. I was really frustrated to see uh, what was happening at APD and that we had fallen into a place where DOJ had taken over um, and, you know, had to sort of reteach us how to do that. The mayor came in and wanted to do it, but I think the mayor's found that um, changing a system like APD with all as big as it is and as entrenched as it is is harder than just one guy can do. And I, I think there's a lot of there is a lot of good information and data to show us that the new leadership team at APD, starting with Chief Medina, is doing good work. I mean, we've hired 200 new police officers um, under this protocol. Every one of them came in knowing they were going to need to wear a camera and uh, had no problem with the new types of training and wanting to get back to community policing. So it's going to take us some time, but the city's not the only partner in the criminal justice system, and we know right. the challenges we have with keeping seriously violent and problematic people in court. And that's not all going to be laid on the mayor's uh, foot uh, at the mayor's feet. But look, here's what I think. I think the mayor's going to win, but I think he's going to have a serious challenge. I think people are going to talk about crime, homelessness, um, as challenges that every big city is facing. And I think it's going to be up to the mayor to present some new plans. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, the city council's been anxious for those two, and we're ready to help when we have those. Yeah. So <clears throat> obviously, I mean, obviously this doesn't completely fall on the mayor's shoulders. I mean, now granted, you know, when you're, when you're the boss, if something is failing at your company, ultimately you're responsible. Now, I think the average citizen... The average Albuquerque citizen in general, they're not going to really, they're probably going to focus their attention on on, on it being the mayor's fault. But truly, I, 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 I hear what you're saying as far as, as um, a lot of this, it really has to fall to the judges and the, the system that we have in place that allows people to... What, what what did you what what did the police what was it called before was it called catch and release essentially people could you know they would get picked up and then just kind of let go of their own recognizance is that how it worked yeah it's had all kind of cute nicknames right I mean since 20 years ago when I started as a baby cop um, it's been we've all seen this cycle come around in different ways. I have a hard time blaming judges because they don't write the laws, right? They're, they take an oath to, to do what the lawmakers in Santa Fe say or what voters tell them they have to do. But, you know, look, we know what this race is going to look like. It's going to be nasty. If I was mm-hmm. the sheriff running against this mayor, I would spend every day talking about crime and tell, saying that he had not done enough fast enough to clean that up. If I yeah. was that radio host that you're talking about, I'd spend all that time talking about small businesses struggling to reopen and talking about homelessness. The mayor's going to be on defense for the whole year. And if you thought the Trump-Biden election was nasty, <laughs> uh, wait till you watch your local commercials and your local Facebook page this summer, because it's going to be all about the horrible things that have happened in Albuquerque. But if the mayors can get can thread the needle just right and talk about the things that are working, that we're leading on sustainability, 
that we have a budget surplus in spite of COVID, that we have really reinvested in light treating and lighting and uh, public safety, and we've hired those 200 new cops. If he can make that case, I think he'll make the case, and, and voters will, will give him a time to finish that job. But you never know what happens between now and then. And, you know, Darren and I spent a lot of time talking about his old cops, like it only takes one case, one really serious homicide, mm-hmm. uh, one really serious thing about an officer does something wrong on the street that you can't control with the mayor, and maybe an officer you've never met in your life could totally change that dynamic. And I think that's what Manny and the other candidates are counting on. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. All right. All right. Well, Pat, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, hang out with us today. Obviously, we always appreciate your time here. And uh, yeah, I'll be calling you off offline, and we'll we'll get together and we'll we'll go uh, sit on one of those patios and uh, and uh, pontificate about the state of of affairs in our beautiful city. So, thanks again for your time. I love it. Good to talk to you, Jack. Let's uh, let's do it. And we'll send Darren the bill next week. Sounds good.